your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Romans chapter number four this morning. Romans chapter number four. Uh, going to read down through this chapter in about three different places, and uh, we are going to uh, uh, maybe teach a little more than preach this morning. Uh, those of you that have prayed for us this week, I, I, I do appreciate that. We was a little, been a little under the weather, and uh, but God is, God is helping us mend. And uh, but I'm going to ask you if you're able. If you're not able, I totally understand. But custom of the house is to stand for the reading of the word this morning, and we're going to do that. If the Lord would help me for a few moments, I want to talk to you today about unwavering faith. If there's ever been a time that we need to be men and women of faith, uh, it is now. And uh, we're going to dive into that just for a little bit. But in Romans chapter number 4, I want to read to you verse number 3. Then we want to jump down and we want to uh, read through this chapter. We'll jump down to verse 13 and then we'll read 19 through the following, okay? So Romans chapter number 4, verse number 3, it says, For what saith the Scripture... Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Verse number 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Verse number 19. And been not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I wish somebody's strong in faith this morning, because can I tell you, if you're strong in faith, you automatically give glory to God. And been fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Does anybody still believe God's able this morning? And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. For who? For us. To whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the men and women of God in this room and those that are joining us by way of internet today. Lord, I pray for the next few moments that you would anoint this vessel of clay to speak your word with power and authority and anointing. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and the glory for all that is accomplished in this house today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for reverencing the reading of the word this morning. I would like to ask you a question this morning at the beginning before I really get into the gist of my message today. And that question is this, what does faith look like to you? What does faith look like to you? For some, it can be said in many different manners, but when I began to think about faith, I think about a couple of stories that I've read through the years, and one of those little excerpts of a couple of those stories I'll give you very quickly. Uh, I would like to share with you that there was a Christian in India, and while he was being skinned alive, he looked at those that was persecuting him, and he said this, 
I thank you for this. Tear off my old garment, for I will soon put on Christ's garment of righteousness. What a picture of faith. Or if you would rush to read the story of Christopher Love, he wrote this to his wife early in the morning before he was getting ready to be beheaded. This is what he said to her. Today they will sever me from my physical head, but they could not sever me from my spiritual head, Christ. And later that afternoon when he was walking the plank to his death, his wife began to applaud as he began to sing songs of the glory of the Lord. Can I tell you, those are some amazing pictures of faith. You say, what is faith so important? Is you have to understand, for those of you that are Bible readers, you know that the very first word in the gospel is repent. But following that, very quickly, the second word of the gospel is faith, uh, or to believe. And we find that when Jesus, uh, in his ministry, he preached repentance, but he also preached faith. He preached, you have to believe. We find that Paul, in his preaching, he also preached repentance, but soon followed it up with you have to have faith towards Jesus Christ. We also find uh, that it is important for you and I in this hour to make this very clear uh, definition that we cannot be walking in a place uh, where we're uncertain or unsettled, but we must be men and women of faith. Because you say, I ask your preacher how important is faith? Uh, Faith is the foundation of the entire Christian life. Notice Hebrews eleven six says, "He that comes to God must believe." There can need, there can be no foundation. There can be no building of a Christian life unless first there is a belief in God. But it goes a little further. We have to understand that there cannot be a house built unless there is a foundation. Uh, so in order for this spiritual house to be built, uh, there has to be a foundation. Uh, that foundation cannot be doubt, it cannot be religion, it cannot be tradition, uh, but it has to be faith. Uh, so it's not about what grandma had. It's not about what daddy had or mommy had. Uh, not taking anything away from that. But I have to ask you this morning, uh, what is the foundation on which you are building your life? Or are you building it on a Sunday morning experience? Are you building it on a preacher's message? Or are you building it on something uh, other than having faith in God. Uh, if you're building it on anything other than that, uh, then you're building like the man that you read of in Scripture, in the Gospels, uh, where you're really building on sand. And how many knows that when the storm comes and the trial comes and the difficulty comes, uh, that the fall of that house is great. Uh, but for the one that is built up on a firm foundation, uh, can I tell you... Uh, 
I feel the preacher this morning. Lord, going to have to help me. Uh, I, I got to tell you, uh, there is a firm foundation that one must build upon, uh, and that foundation is none other uh, than Jesus Christ. Uh, and I got to tell somebody this morning, uh, the world may think what you're doing is crazy, uh, but that's all right. Let them think on. Uh, but there is a foundation uh, that is built uh, uh, through faith in Christ, uh, where we find that in the impossible realm, in the natural, uh, it becomes a very possible realm for those that walk in faith. Uh, can I tell you this morning uh, that it says in Scripture, Romans 1, 17, as well as Habakkuk 2 and 4, uh, that the just shall live by faith. Uh, if you are going to make a proclamation that you are a son of God uh, or a daughter of God, uh, then you have to make and take the responsibility uh, that you are saying, I am going to be somebody uh, that lives by faith. Uh, can I tell you, when you live by faith, you're not living by sight. Uh, sometimes God asks you to do things that just doesn't make sense. Uh, sometimes uh, you're going to be challenged uh, and you're going to be pressured uh, and it's, it's going to seem like it's all way too out there. Uh, but can I tell you this morning, uh, when God begins to speak a word concerning you, uh, you don't have to worry about what others may say, think, or do concerning you. Uh, but you can stand in confidence and know uh, that God is faithful uh, when he speaks a word. Uh, I'm not concerned uh, whether his word is going to be fulfilled tonight or not. Uh, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, that God will do what he said he would do. Uh, I've read the back of the book. I know how it ends. Uh, I'm not going down in defeat, uh, but I'm about to go from glory to glory. Uh, because why? Uh, it's because uh, nothing that this world does uh, changes the truth of God's word. Uh, he said it. Uh, I believe it. Uh, you can call me crazy if you want to, uh, but I come to tell somebody uh, that we got to get back to where there's some unwavering faith uh, because when faith is present, uh, the impossible becomes possible. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for the strength this morning is all I can say. Uh, notice we find this morning uh, that the Bible tells us that nothing can be known or received from God uh, unless man first believes in his existence. Uh, so I have to ask you this morning, uh, do you really believe? And secondly, God has revealed himself in his word and therefore, you and I must ask ourselves, do we really have understanding of that word? Notice the amplified version of Hebrews 11 and 1. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation or the title deed of the things which we hope for, been the proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to his senses. The word faith simply in a noun form means this, it is a belief or a firm persuasion or assurance or a firm conviction. Can I tell you today, there is only one source of true faith and that is this, it is the word of God. There are two different Greek words Greek, that's translated word of God and most of you are familiar with them, so, but let me mention it very quickly. 
we know that there is the Logos Word and there is the Rhema Word. The Logos Word is the written Word of God and the Rhema Word is the spoken Word of God. But nevertheless, they both are the Word of God. But hear me this morning. If there is no Word present, there can be no faith present. One of the number one reasons today that we struggle with faith in our generation is due to the amount of the word that we have in our life. You see, you will go to church growth seminars and things of that nature, and they will tell men such as me that if you want to grow a church, if you want to be effective in ministry, uh, then you need to lower the word content and you need to be more relative uh, to the people in the society, in the world in which they live, which goes completely contrary to the word of God. And what that means is this, uh, that if I do that, yeah, I may grow a building, I may have a crowd of people, uh, but yet I have no faith present, uh, and therefore they're going to come in sick, leave sick. They're going to come in uh, bound, they're going to leave bound. Uh, But can I tell you, if I can get you to a place where you understand uh, that if I have faith in God, uh, that I can speak to a mountain, uh, and it has to be cast into a sea, uh, can I tell you, if I can get you to believe that God's word is true, uh, you don't need a priest, you don't need a pastor, you don't need an evangelist, uh, but you can lay hands on yourself uh, and you can begin uh, to take authority uh, and you can walk in freedom and deliverance in this hour. You and I today are in a society uh, where we say, well, everything's got to be proper. Uh, Everything's got to be put together in this nightly package with a bow on it. But can I tell you, uh, when I began to look at the life of Abraham, uh, Lotus, uh, he said this, uh, he believed God. Uh, It didn't make sense. Uh, He was 75 years old and the word of the Lord came to him and he simply said, I want you to leave everything you've ever known uh, and I'm going to take you to a place that I'll show you uh, and I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do this extraordinary thing with you. Uh, He didn't have any guarantees. Uh, He only had a word, uh, but he had faith in that word. Uh, And because of the faith in that word, uh, he began to walk it out. Uh, And when he was nearly 100 years old, uh, when it was beyond the physical realm of possibility, uh, all of a sudden there began to be an Isaac that was birthed. Uh, And because of that, uh, can I tell you, uh, we today are still sons and daughters. I don't know about you, but I feel faith arising in this room. You and I today need to understand the world says, ah, don't get that radical. Don't be talking about faith. Don't be talking about the word of God. Uh, But can I tell you, uh, when I begin to take you to the word, uh, I begin to get you to a place where your faith can begin to rise. Uh, And when your faith begins to come, you begin to say, you know what? I don't think that's really quite impossible anymore. Uh, And then I begin to believe. Uh, I begin to dream again. I begin to have vision again. Uh, And notice, uh, right now, our world needs some men women to have faith. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but it's a little crazy out there. But if you don't know the word, you will struggle with faith. (coughs) Excuse me. But can I tell you this morning, the word of God comes in a variety of ways. We know the word spoken in creation, Genesis chapter one. 
We could talk to you about the prophetic word mentioned in Second, uh, um, Second Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 20 and 21. We could talk to you about the written word. Uh, we could also talk to you about the living word in Jesus Christ himself. But the manner in which Abraham manifests his faith is the manner in which you and I must manifest faith in this hour. And that's why I read to you Romans 4. Because notice he said that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. But it also said that for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, what manner did Abraham manifest this faith? Notice number one is this. He heard the word. So, I ask you this morning. Have you heard the word? I, I don't care if it's a written word or a rhema word. Don't matter to me. But I asked you the question this morning. Have you in your life heard the word? Now, if you've heard the word, what have you done with that? Have you just set on it? Or have you acted upon it? See... One thing is to say I have faith, but another thing is to live my life upon the faith that I say that I have. I know I'm honored this morning to have my friend Carl with us this morning. I didn't know he was going to be here today, but I had a brief meeting with him this morning just for a moment, and he's heard in his heart he's going to be leaving in about 10 days. He's headed to Ukraine. Now, people think he's crazy. But he's heard this prompting in his heart. And he's going to be providing care and resources and doing what he can. But because he heard and now he's responding, can I tell you, when we operate in faith, God always brings about that which he said in our lives. But notice he did not just hear the word, but Abraham, he hoped concerning the future. He didn't understand the future, but he hoped concerning the future as a result of his faith in the present. He said, the Lord says something's going to happen in the future. I don't know what it all looks like, but I know what he said in the present, so I'm going to walk it out in the present the only way I know how, and that is in obedience. Can I tell you, I don't have all of the answers to the problems of our world today, but I do know the one who is the answer and that is Jesus Christ. Now, I can tell you that when I look at Abraham's model, not only did he hear, not only did he hope, but he refused. Don't miss this this morning. He refused to accept the evidence of his senses, meaning he refused to allow the physical realm to determine what his future was going to be. Now, the enemy comes along in a very powerful way and tells you that because of a situation or because of a circumstance or because of a condition that the future can never be what you say it's going to be because look at it. It's broken. It's in ruin. It's, it's in all of these things. But Abraham said, doesn't matter that my 
father was an idol worshiper. It doesn't matter that my lineage is something of darkness and evil. It doesn't matter what everything identifies me as. Uh, what matters is that God said, uh, and therefore I'm going to walk this thing out. Uh, and he refused to accept uh, what was evident in his senses. Uh, I got to tell somebody, uh, if you look at it this morning in the natural, maybe it does look impossible. Uh, maybe it looks in the natural like there is no way we can go beyond here. Uh, but I, I'm going to ask you to do something this morning, and that is this. I'm going to ask you to refuse to allow your senses uh, to dictate what your future is going to be. Uh, because uh, can I tell you, uh, the word of the Lord is very clear uh, that when we seek after him, uh, when we go after him, uh, we can have confidence in knowing uh, that there is victory and not defeat in our lives. But it doesn't stop there. Notice Abraham, he also did not waver in his commitment. How many would be honest this morning and say, you know, this thing called life has put some unexpected turns and twists in it. It's not always when it's planned. Anybody remember when you was 18 years old and you had a five-year plan? What y'all laughing for? Uh -huh. Yeah. How much of that five-year plan really happened? Yeah, it, it kind of probably took some unexpected turns and twists, right? But you're still moving forward, right? Because you're still committed to the journey called life. In this thing called faith, there is opposition. There is uncertainty. There is difficulties. But Abraham, he did not waver in his commitment and today, can I tell you that we are in a place where we cannot be found wavering in our commitment. There's a world that's watching. There's a world that's searching. There's a world that needs to hear and to see the power of God on display. Listen, this is not a time to back up, but this is a time to stand in the middle of the night, last night, I was awakened and I saw faces of young men and women that I know. And I immediately had to begin to intercede on their behalf. Was it based on how I felt? Because, man, I wanted to sleep, to be very honest. But I've learned that I have to be committed in the wee hours of the morning as well as in the middle of the afternoon. Does it matter? And Abraham, he said, I'm committed to this thing. Can I tell you, he also rejoiced in the word as an accomplished fact. I want to ask you this morning. Has there been a word spoken over your life or through Scripture God said concerning you or your children 
or your business and you've not yet seen it come to pass yet, I want to ask you, what are you doing with that word? Maybe you've never been taught this, but let me teach this to you just for a moment. Abraham, before he ever saw Isaac, before he ever experienced the promise, he began to rejoice in the word as an accomplished fact. Maybe you by faith just began to rejoice in what God has said concerning you. There's some things in ministry that I have not yet seen, but I'm rejoicing as it's already done. There's some promises that God has said concerning my life that I've not yet seen. But listen, I still rejoice as a accomplished fact. I said, God, you've already said it. I believe it. And I'm not deterring from that. Uh, you say, why is that so important? Is notice this. Uh, if you go back to Romans 4 in verse 20, it says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Here's what I want to teach you this morning, just for a moment. It's time to begin to praise him yes. in faith. Yes. My friend Del Yurton said it this way, scriptural faith is a condition of the heart, not the mind. It is in the present, not the future. It produces a positive change in behavior and experience. It is based solely on God's word and accepts the testimony of the senses only when it agrees with the text of God's word. It is expressed by confession with the mouth. What's that mean? It means that we're in a place right now that we gotta begin to confess what God's word says concerning this hour. It's not about all the war and all the junk that we see going on. It's not about all of the violence. Uh, but his word says, uh, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. Uh, listen, uh, I'm just going to begin to say that's an accomplished uh, word. Uh, I may not see it like I want to just yet. Uh, but in his word, it declares uh, that in the last days, uh, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall pray prophesy. Uh, young men is going to have an experience. Old men is going to have an experience. Uh, the handmaidens are going to have an experience. Uh, listen, uh, what I'm saying is this. Uh, I'm not staggering at the promise through unbelief, uh, but I'm grabbing a hold of that promise. Uh, and I'm saying uh, I'm going to stand strong in faith. Uh, and I'm going to say, God, <coughs> you're about to do it again. And I, I don't know if that excites anybody else in this room, uh, but I can't help but get a little excited uh, when I think about uh, a rebirthing of Azusa Street. Or when I begin to think about a rebirthing uh, of a Brownsville revival, uh, when I start talking about a Toronto blessing, uh, when I start talking about a lot of this other junk, uh, can I tell you, I can't help but begin to get excited today and tell you uh, that faith is still the bedrock uh, of this thing. Uh, listen, uh, don't let your eyes deceive you. Uh, don't let your nose deceive you. Don't let your ears deceive you. Uh, but only go along with those senses uh, when it comes into alignment with the world. Word of God. <coughs> you say, but that's a little radical preacher. Well, can I tell you, when faith is in action, things happen. If there ain't much happening, maybe it's because there ain't much faith. 
Well, how do you know that preacher? Well, can I tell you that because of Abraham's faith, there was a man named Isaac that was born. Can I tell you because there was faith present, there once was a fiery furnace that was heated seven times hotter than it ever had been before. And three Hebrew boys was taken and said, if you don't bow down, you're gonna be thrown into that thing. And they said, we're not careful to answer thee, O king, but we know that our God is able. But if he chooses not to, we're still not gonna bow. But we know the story, that when they was cast into that thing, it said, did we not cast three, but why is there four and the fourth as as the son of God? Can I tell you uh, that when faith is in action, uh, that there is a fire that cannot burn the people of God no matter where you find yourself. That's why I tell you this morning uh, that when you begin to operate in faith, uh, things begin to change. Uh, Hannah, uh, by faith, began to lay at an altar uh, and said, God, I need you to move. Uh, and a barren wound was opened. Uh, can I tell you, dead things became awakened uh, when faith is in action. Uh, maybe there needs to be an awakening uh, take place in our hearts uh, so that there can be an awakening happen in the world. Uh, I'm just calling you to believe this morning. I don't have a big message. I don't have any intellect to give you. I don't have the wisdom of men, but I can tell you this, that when a man of God or a woman of God has faith to believe that God's word is the ultimate authority, I'm telling you the impossible becomes possible. By faith, Esther stepped out to see the king and not knowing if she would be accepted or not, but by faith she did and she experienced the golden scepter be lifted and because of that she defeated and exposed Haman. And the children of Israel, the nation of Israel was spared. Can I tell you, I believe there's a generation getting ready to be spared because of the faith that is arising in this hour. You say, is faith, is, is faith really powerful today? A friend of mine shared a story earlier this week from a father in Ukraine. And I'll paraphrase the story, I'll give you the short version of it. This father in Ukraine is a man of faith and he has a son that's serving in the army. And the army was pinned down and he called his father and he said, there's a situation and we're really in trouble. And he said, will you pray? So the father got off the phone with his son. He began to pray and he called a few other people in the church there in Ukraine, and they began to pray for that specific group of fighters. In the morning, he got a call from his son, and he said, Dad, something impossible has happened. He said, we don't understand. But he said, we was surrounded by tanks and all kinds of artillery. 
and we was boxed in and couldn't move. But all of a sudden, after I got off the phone with you, just a short time later, when we was taking heavy fire, all of a sudden, said there was strange lights that began to come out of the sky and began to just drive back the enemy. And he said, when the sun come up this morning, he said, all of those tanks and all of the artillery is utterly destroyed. We have no idea what happened. But can I tell you, I know what happened. There was a daddy that had faith enough to believe uh, that his God uh, was able to protect his son. Uh, and I got to tell somebody this morning uh, that you say, well, I just don't know if they're going to make it. Uh, quit talking that way uh, and begin to put faith in your God. Because uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, some of your sons uh, that are wayward, uh, that has a gift and a call. You say, well, I just don't know if they're ever going to get it. I'm going to stand and declare to you by faith that they have been called and ordained of God. They will preach the gospel. They will be men of God. They will be women of God. I'm going to come. Listen, this morning, i got to tell you, I'm going to stand strong in faith. Listen this morning, please. We got to take this faith and we got to develop it and grow it like never before. <clears throat> but the question today is, will we? Because it rests solely upon you and I. I'm calling us to a place to just believe. Noah had faith Therefore, he saved his family. Can I tell you, it could be just your faith that saves your family. It can be your faith that turns it around. Does it matter what the history of your family has been? You may be a first-generation Christian. Can I tell you, it can begin with you, and you can be the one that turns it around. David, because of faith not only defeated a lion and a bear, but he destroyed a Goliath. Can I tell you, because of faith, a woman that had spent everything that she had, still had an issue of blood, was near death, but because of faith and saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, in a moment she received virtue. And she was made whole. Can I tell you, after she spent everything that she had, if she would have just had an encounter with him first, she wouldn't have had to waste everything. Faith doesn't cost you like the world tries to charge you. Can I tell you? Blind Bartimaeus sitting on the side of the road just had faith, say, you know what? I know they tell me to be quiet, but I'm going to just cry out just a little bit louder. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And his faith took him from darkness into a place of light. I want to tell you this morning, there's a place of faith that you and I can operate in 
where we'll begin to see God's word fulfilled in our lives. I said all of that this morning to tell you this. He really does love you. And he loves you so much that he will fulfill the word concerning you. Abraham, I've spoken this over you. Now you just have to believe. There's a lot of things that he's spoken over your life, but you're going to have to make the choice to believe. It's not about how much is in your checkbook this morning. It's not about what position you hold. It's not about where you are on your career path. All of those things are fine, and those are important in their place. But what's important is this. It's concerning you and the word spoken over you. Are you really truly believing and for your family? Abraham had unwavering faith. And because of that, you and I are able to stand here today in faith believing knowing that God is still moving on behalf of his people. There is nothing too hard for him today. In a world where things are so uncertain, and we have men and women on both sides of the aisle that is so lost in their way of thinking concerning our nation and the nations of the world. Please hear me. I cannot overemphasize the importance of the church standing in faith right now. You say, why is that so important, Pastor? It's because that it is the church that has the ability to impact the world. And we do that by impacting people. And we need to impact some people in our nation as well as other nations of the world in a positive manner. So you may ask, how do we appropriate faith? How do we, how do we get it into action? How do we get it moving? I'm going to bring this to a close this morning. First of all, I would simply say this. You must locate the promise in God's word that fits the need that you have today. And then you must stand on that promise. I will never shy away from 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and will turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land. That's a promise. It's a promise for every generation. Can I tell you today, our land needs healed. I have to tell you this this morning, for all of the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. 
Do you believe this morning that he is able? Notice this morning. We also must understand it's our responsibility to fulfill the conditions attached to the need that maybe we have present. How do we do that? How do I meet the criteria or how do I fulfill the condition? I can sum it up this way real quick for you. Psalms 37 and 5. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Here's all you have to do this morning, young and old alike. Just commit. Not part of the way, but all of the way. And trust in him. Can I tell you, you can trust in him this morning. You can, you can trust him with every fiber that's in you. You say, I, how do you know that? It's not because of hearing the stories of others, but it's because of the fact that I have witnessed it for myself. He has been good to me. He's been faithful to me. I can trust him. Whether I'm here at home or on foreign soil, I can trust him because he's faithful to fulfill his promise concerning me. I know what it's like to hear that still small voice and say, God, is that really you? But just to go around the next curve and to see that God's hand was there. I know what it's like for him to touch me in a moment when nobody else was there. But he brought about that miracle working power. Can I tell you, not only must we locate the promise and not only must we commit and trust him, but with patience, with patience, accept the trying of your faith and do this. Just walk it out in faith. I read a story some time ago, and actually I share it sometimes when I preach a memorial service. It was a little quote that was put in a card a little quote was this, when God conceals his purpose, continue to believe in his promises. Sometimes he conceals things from us and we don't understand it. We don't understand how we got here or why we're going through what we're going through. But it doesn't change his promise. Can I tell you, when you don't understand, you keep believing and you keep trusting if you do that, you continue to experience the goodness of God. As they come to the music this morning, I'm closing today. Lastly, I will give you this. We must firmly and positively claim the fulfillment of the promise. 
What's that look like? What that looks like is simply this. That I don't allow the physical, natural realm to keep me in prison in such a manner that I don't experience the supernatural realm that God has for his people. There is a need for faith today in our world. We see countless lives been destroyed. We see homes been destroyed. We see churches been shuttered and closed. We see a generation dying prematurely because of all sorts of addictions. We see six-year-olds, seven-year-olds being led to believe that life's not worth living. But yet we've gotten so good coming and singing a few songs and making people feel good for a moment just to send them back out to be destroyed and devoured. Listen, the only hope this world has is for you and I to be men and women of faith. Because when I'm operated in faith, I'm freed from this world and I'm operating in the Word of God. And that's why I can stand and speak to cancer and say, be removed. Why, I can speak to heart disease and say, be healed. I can take authority over all kinds of things when I'm operating in faith because his word says that healing is available and wholeness is available and all of these things. But this morning... You don't, you don't need me. No. You, you just need to let faith arise in you. And you need to just, by faith, be the man of God and the woman of God that God says you can be. And you just need to begin to take authority over some situations and some things in your life and say, you know what? Your word says concerning me and my family. And what happens is when you begin to operate in that faith, at the same time, you're resisting the enemy. And there begins to be a pushing back of darkness and making way for an illumination of light. And miracles began to happen. 
I have this morning faith that God will accomplish the word that he said concerning you. I want to speak directly to you this morning. I'm not talking to your neighbor, the one beside you, behind you, but I'm talking to you this morning. I sincerely believe this morning that there are men and women under the sound of my voice in this room as well as by internet that you have allowed the enemy to torment your mind. And the enemy has told you things such as this. You're not loved. They don't want me. They don't think I have any value. I'm this or I'm that. Listen. I come to tell you this morning, you are loved, you are needed, you are precious in the sight of the Lord, and his plans for you are not evil, but they are good. He wants you to walk in freedom, and he wants your family to be free. He wants you to walk in health, and he wants you to be blessed. But in order for you to experience those things, it's not on the preacher's shoulders, it's not on the church's shoulders, it's not on anybody else, it's not on grandma or grandpa or daddy or aunt or uncle. Listen, but it's on you making a decision to get this word into your life so that faith can begin to arise. Whether you put it in audibly, whether you do it through reading, whatever works for you. But I'm here to tell you, I sense in my spirit this morning, I know it's a little different in the atmosphere this morning, but I feel a thickness of faith. Uh, There's some promises in this word for you. And I'm believing that when you go to this word, that God's going to let this word just become alive. If you go to this word in a pure heart, I'm telling you, those things you've been asking answers for, God's going to give you answers this week. I, I, I mean, I, I, there's something I, I just, I, I feel like you need to know this morning. That God is about to do something. I laid down on my bed last night. I'm sick, man. I'm pretty private. I don't talk too much about myself, but I'm sick. And I said, God, you're going to have to do something in my body. I fought it all year. In the middle of the night... I had a visitation. I may not sound the best today, but I had a visitation last night on my bed. Strength came to my body. 
And I said, God, I got to be healthy. And your word says I can be healthy. What are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying to you this morning is this. That when you have nothing else but faith, it's all you need. And when you walk into uncharted waters and uncharted territory, you don't have to be afraid of the uncertainty, but you could stand in confidence and know this, that grace and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Brother Carl, no matter where you walk in the days ahead, grace and mercy walking with you so have unwavering unwavering faith this morning that means this I'm not going to let my eyes my ears deceive me but I'm going to let his word sustain me because in his word he says in his word he says it is well when I trust in him. As you stand all over the house this morning, please. Can I tell you one more time? Christopher Love. Can you imagine that? Taking a pen and a parchment of paper, writing to the love of your life. Today, they will sever me from my physical head, but they cannot sever me from my spiritual head, Christ. And has that delivered to her? Not knowing what her response will be, not knowing how she's going to interpret what has been said. But to later that same afternoon, as he's walking to be beheaded, to see the one he loves began to applaud because of the faith that is present. What are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is this, is when you choose faith, you can't lose. If they sever this head from this body, I still don't lose. If they persecute me with their words, false accuse me, I still don't lose. They speak all evil manner against me. I still don't lose. They throw you in prison, put you in stocks and bond you. Still don't lose. When I take my last breath here, I take my first breath there. So I can't lose. So this morning... I got to ask you, 
What's keeping you from believing for your miracle? What's keeping you from believing for your healing, for your deliverance, for your increase, for your family, for your children, for your children's children? What's keeping you from believing? For Listen, as I shared with you earlier in the year, the Lord said this is a time for you to believe for big things. Uh, ask me for big things. Uh, I'm going to ask for the big. Uh, what am I asking for? I'm asking for the harvest. Uh, I'm not asking for a corner of a field. Uh, I'm asking for a harvest. Uh, I, I'm not asking uh, to, to, to just walk around and glean. Uh, no, I'm asking, uh, I'm asking for handfuls on purpose and beyond uh, because... Uh, Listen, when faith is present, victory is ours. Can I tell you, you're just about one step away from victory. And I know you may not feel it this morning. This is what I sense in my spirit. Some of you are sitting there, standing there at this moment, say, I hear what he's saying, I believe what he's saying, but I just don't feel what he's saying. Well, it sure is a good thing it's not based on how you feel. But it's based on what is the accomplished written word of God and his word is forever settled. It will not change. It cannot be changed by men and it cannot be changed by how you feel. You just gotta shake off the feeling and say, you know what, I'm gonna believe in the midst of my uncertainty. I'm gonna believe that God still is God this morning. And if that's you this morning, can I tell you, if you'll believe the supernatural is not six months away, three months away, but can I tell you, God is doing things now. He's the God of the now. And whatever you have need of this morning, I'm going to tell you this morning, he's able to meet, but you've got to have faith. Everybody's Pastor Jay here. I just want to thank you for watching. I hope that this message challenged and changed your life with the power of the Holy Ghost. We ask that you continue following us and watching us weekly. And if you want to follow us on any social media platform, you'll find the link to all those platforms in the description below. We love you. So does God. Have a great day.